Hey everybody, it's Kendall from Recording Lounge. Thanks for joining us today. Today we're doing part two of Let's Mix and Master a Song with Cavern Company's Dancing in the Dark. Um, no intro needed. I'll just get started. Here we go. I want to listen to these guitars a little bit more. I'm actually going to put a little bit of auto-tune on this guitar. I know that sounds a little funny, but I think it will help. I think it, the notes are a little bit out. I'm also going to back down the modulation that I had on it, so that might be messing with me as well. That shimmer synth is nice. Light seeps through my window in illuminated veins. A warm touch of yellow making shadows on my face. I was just dancing, dancing underneath my eyes on the grass, the dirt and the dark. I was just dancing, dancing, dancing. That pad is kind of bothering me. I need to put some EQ down there, pull out some of that weird... That stuff. It's right in the way of the vocal. I'm actually going to put a reverb on that pad as well. Just something different. So it sits a little bit farther back in the mix. And so that matches a little better with the shimmer pad. Ah, those toms. I need to check those guys out. That floor tom has like no low end. Let's add a bunch of low end. Okay, in situation like this where there's like not really low end there, sometimes I use a plugin called R Bass from Waves. It's sort of like subharmonic generator, and it seems to like add low end that doesn't exist. Okay, no, I don't like that. Was what that's doing. That's a little too much. Uh, let's just go back to our EQ and see what we can do. Let's just take out this stuff first. Let's try. See how that sounds in context. That 
that might be fine. Let's hear the rack time now. Taking out some mids on that as well. That's not bad. I'm going to add a transient designer on those toms just to give them a little bit more snap when they do hit. That's nice. Just a little bit extra. Let's try on the floor tom. Oh, man, that low end, or lack of it. Let's try to add this. I'm going to actually do this. I'm going to do a multiband compressor on the floor tom, doing expansion rather than compression. So it's going to, when that note hits, expansion essentially is the opposite of compression. When the sound goes over the threshold... Um, it is sort of pushed up to a certain level. Some people also could view it as um, it's you have a flat level and then the expansion is actually almost like a gate and it's turning it down when it's below the threshold. It's kind of the same type theory. Both are kind of the same thing. I'm going to do some expansion on this band as well. Not bad. Okay, let's hear the toms before and after so you can hear what I did. This is before. And this is after. before that floor tom has like no low end and now not bad huh yes I could have used a sample but that's no fun that's it's boring let's hear some of these other tom fills Okay, I think I'm going to actually back down the top and bottom on the floor tom. Might be a little bit much.
I'm going to back down some of the really low sub on the bass. Uh, it seems to be a little bit too subby for me. I mean like low, low. So I'm going to try something different. I'm just going to try putting on some master bus compression uh, and taking down some of the sub on the bass. Just a little bit, half a dB, but... I'm going to put a master bus compressor on. Now, typically, if I'm going to use master bus compression, I put it on early, but I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm actually going to just do some parallel bus compression. So I'm going to do a pretty fast attack, pretty low ratio, um, but I'm only going to do it like 50% wet because uh, I want just this whole song to kind of have a little more control. this little synth. I'm going to kind of give this a similar vibe like we've been doing this sort of like roomy vibe. I'm going to do, let's see, dual echo and I'm just going to do one side like, it's essentially like a dual slapback. Let's try that. So like, uh, let's see, not, I don't need it like quarter. No, I just need milliseconds. Here we go. Okay. Not 
I'm also going to take some of the, I'm going to take off some of the lows and some of the highs. Less, I want it less like 8-bit video game and a little more like analog from the 80s. So I'm pretty happy with that. Okay, so there's one quick thing I want to do before I start doing some automation. I'm pretty happy with the way the mix sounds overall. One little tiny thing is I want to work on this tambourine, which I like okay, but it's just, it's kind of a tiny sounding tambourine, and that can work, but uh, I'm not sure. Let's just see. This tambourine has actually been played, and a lot of times we just use tambourine loops because they're perfectly in time, and they, you know, recorded really well. And, you know, a good tambourine, like an actually, like a good tambourine, a real tambourine, can be like 50 or 60 bucks for one with like nice, you know, anyway. Point being, this tambourine just sounds okay. I'm going to move it over to 50 right, because it comes in sort of in the verse opposite of the guitar. But it's obviously loud at the moment. Uh, I'm going to pull this gain down. I'm going to put Waves L1, which is a very simple plug-in. It's just a limb. I'm just using it to make sure there's transients. Tambourine has crazy transients. Um, I just want to make sure that it's not going to go crazy. And then I'm going to put a little bit of reverb on the tambourine, just some studio reverb. It's not a super important element, but it does need to be in there. Light seeps through my window And illuminated veins A warm touch of yellow adjust the EQ on this a little bit. It seems like the it seems like the presence is sort of in the wrong place. I'm going to add a bunch at like 1 or 2k.
and pull down some of those those high frequencies that are kind of harsh. And take out all the lows up to like 700 hertz. Don't need any of that. Turn up my lead vocal just a little bit. It seems a little quiet right now. Well, and warmth that's in between, taking me over to the other side, where I truly feel at peace. This is starting to get to the point where uh, this is a good spot to notice in your own mixes, where you feel like you can't do anything without it messing up the sound somewhere else. You know, so you turn up the vocal here and then it sounds too loud in this other spot or too quiet in this other spot. Or you turn up the guitar part here, but then it's like way too loud in the verse. This is the time that you should recognize and say, okay, I need to automate. All right. That's one of the biggest things that separates the men from the boys when it comes to mixes is that, a lot of people in that are noobs don't think automation is that important. And it doesn't have to be crazy automation. You don't have to necessarily automate EQs and sends and reverbs and pans and all this stuff. You don't have to do that. Even just volume automation to keep things kind of moving around and interesting and, you know, focusing your attention to this for a second and then pulling it back. You know, the average attention span of a person is not that long. So we have to continually, the way that I look at automation is that we have to sort of continually shift the focus of the listener to continually be pulling them in saying, hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Hey, check that out. Hey, listen to this lyric. Hey, check out this guitar part. Hey, listen to this, you know, and we're sort of always drawing them in. Now, of course, this can, this comes with a, with a catch because the catch is if you automate too aggressively, to where the point is, uh, you know, where, where something is popping out at every second, you don't really have dynamics. You just have stuff loud all the time. And something is some, like, sometimes the space is what really counts. Sometimes you need nothing to pop out at you. And how do you determine that? Well, there's no rule. Okay. I can't give you that answer. That's part of what makes you a mixer is how you choose to handle the space and how you choose to handle what gets featured and how you choose to say, okay, this guitar is the most important part in this song. And, you know, or how you choose to say, you know, this song is going to have a really loud vocal or this song's vocal is going to be kind of buried. Uh, this song is going to have a really loud snare drum. Um, and again, this is all relative. I mean, really loud in this context, we're talking about like a couple dB louder than it might normally be. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, but the point is how you handle automation will partly define how you, you know, how the overall mix is perceived from a listener. Now, um, it comes down to little detail things. If you get my book, Three Dimensional Mixing, um, there's a lot talked about in automation. Automation comes in a lot of different forms. It comes in the form of, you know, just big block sections of automation. Like, okay, uh, from the bridge to the end, this guitar is going to be louder or from even just like fr in the bridge, this guitar will be louder, but it also comes in micro 
uh, sort of microdynamic ways, as in like you're writing a vocal word by word, making sure that every line can be heard. And that is best done, in my opinion, with a control surface. Now, you don't have to get a fancy 24-channel or even an 8-channel control surface if you just invest in one of those simple motorized, make sure it's motorized, uh, one fader uh, control surfaces. Once you can automate things easily and effectively and efficiently, you'll say, wow, how come I never spent this much time doing this before? And a lot of people will try to automate with the faders by, you know, turning the fader into write mode and then using their mouse and pulling it up and down. And it's just not quite the same as doing it with your hand. And there's something about it that's lit. I mean, it's like playing an instrument. I mean, could you play a guitar with your mouse? Not really. It's not the same type of motion. And and when you do it with your hand, when you automate with your hand on a fader, there's just something about it that feels different and you feel like you're playing the mix, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and automate um, the guitars. I've got the guitars up on my control surface now. And uh, let's see here. Here we go. And I'm just going to be sort of moving around the guitars little by little, poking out certain moments, featuring other moments, uh, let's make sure that our vocal is a good level. Light seeps through my window in illuminated veins. A warm touch of yellow, making shadows on my face. I was just dancing, dancing underneath my eyes on the grass, the dirt and the dark. I was just dancing, dancing, dancing under the willow tree. Elliot's been a while. Okay, so overall, like our mix feels good. It feels balanced. There's little things that I'd like to pull out. And you also have to kind of play with the gaps in between the vocals. Now, the chorus on this song has a lot of words. So we won't necessarily be pushing a lot of things in the chorus because we have a lot of words. Uh, we might be able to push something in the gap of the backing vocal here. Dancing, dancing Underneath my eyes On the grass Maybe not the first chorus, though. Uh, maybe the second chorus where there's a gap in the backing vocal. We might be able to push something there to kind of catch your interest. But at the same time, at the, at the end of the day, most of this is about making sure the vocal sounds good. You can hear every word. Uh, you know, nothing seems to be really, like, fighting for attention. All that stuff. So I'm going to start by automating the lead vocal. Uh, I usually would save this till a little bit later, but I'm just feeling like I need to automate the lead vocal. Uh, so let's go ahead and do that. So we're going to start at the top. Mm -hmm. 
through my window in illuminated veins a warm touch of yellow making shadows on my face I was just dancing dancing underneath my eyes on the grass the dirt and the dark I was just dancing 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 under the willow tree it's been a while I knew my sheets all too well And the warmth that's in between Taking me over to the other side Truly feel at peace I was just dancing, dancing Underneath my eyes On the grass, the dirt and the dark I was just dancing, dancing, dancing Under the willow tree I was just dancing, dancing comes to something like this you can always do another pass if you feel like you weren't quite happy with it or you can zoom in and adjust some certain spots now i'm sitting here just automating the vocal turning it up and down line by line if there's a phrase or something that needs to come up you know uh you're sort of just doing it by feel so i'm gonna check out this first verse again light seeps through my window in illuminated veins that second line doesn't seem to pop out quite as much as I'd like it to. So I'm gonna actually do edit this by hand. And illuminate. I want that and illuminated, like 
and the and to come out just a little more. An illuminated vein. And then I want the end of veins to come up a little bit. An illuminated veins. Okay, so this is with no automation on that line. An illuminated veins. And this is with. An illuminated veins. It's a subtle difference, but again, over the course of doing automation on a handful of tracks, whether it's every track in the mix or one or eight or 12 or however many tracks you feel like need automation, little moves like this can make a difference. An illuminated veins. Warm, touching yellow Making shadows on my face I'm gonna make sure making is clear Making shadows on Making shadows on I'm gonna adjust this just a little bit Making shadows on my face I was just dancing, dancing Underneath my eyes, on the grass, the dirt, and the dark, I was just dancing. That I was just there is a little bit loud. Dark, I was just... And sometimes you automate to make sure that the, the song breathes in the right way. So, this is really subtle stuff, but I want to try to explain it. So, listen to this before. The dirt, and the dark, I was just dancing. So, I'm going to turn the I was just down, but I'm going to kind of fade that line out so that the next line that comes in hits a little bit stronger. So it's not, I was just, and then the next hit is sort of underwhelming. So this is before. I want it to sound like he's almost taking that uh, in a breath. So let's see how this sounds. This might be too much. Okay, that's getting there. And the dark, I was just dancing. Little bit more. I'm just adjusting the curve with my mouse now. Okay, so let's hear that before and after. This is before. Notice how me turning down this line later, I'm going to show you the after here in a second, but notice how when I turn down the I was just, um, that it seems to breathe better. Like everything, everyone else hits like, bum, 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 bum. like they're, everyone's waiting for that next hit and we don't want it to be this awkward, like I was just, and then, then it hits and then that hit seems underwhelming. I hope that makes sense. So I'll play the before one more time. And the dark, I was just dancing, dancing. And this is after. And the dark, I was just dancing, dancing. So it's, can you hear how it kind of breathes now? I was just, then it hits and then it, he gets louder again. So it's like. And the dark, I was just dancing, dancing, dancing. I'll play it one more time before and after. Before. And the dark, I was just dancing. And after. And the dark, I was just dancing, dancing. Anyway, that's a subtle thing, but that's the kind of subtlety that we're looking for when it comes to doing micro rides and things like that on a vocal. So I'm just gonna keep listening through. And the dark, I was just dancing, dancing, dancing under the willow tree. 
want to make sure that the breath on tree is heard. So I'm going to turn up the end, sort of like a, uh, you know, I'm doing like a ramp type shape at the end of that line on the automation. There we go. It's better. Versus this. And this is what I have now. The breathiness at the end of Willow Tree uh, is heard a little bit better now. There's actually a little breath edit on that Elliot's Been a While thing, so I'm going to just chop that out. I didn't notice it until now. That's another thing is I want to make sure that uh, this Elliot's Been a While isn't too strong or the, the next part isn't going to hit strong. Elliot's Been a While but at the same time, I want to make sure that you can hear the lyrics. So I'm going to pull this down a little bit and then bump it as soon as that kick drum hits. So you can hear, make sure you hear while. And I'm going to turn down the backings just a little bit. I'm going to automate those. Um, let's see here. We're sitting. Pull down those backings. Elliot's been a while. So. Elliot's been a while. So I pulled down the lead vocal and the backing vocal just a hair. And I'm going to jump, just a little bit of a jump, when that snare, when that kick hits there, to make sure that you can hear while. Elliot's been a while. Elliot's been a while. Elliot's been a while. Elliot's been a while. Little too much. Elliot's been a while. Almost there. Let's back up and hear it in context. Okay, maybe a little bit too much. Let's back that down. A little bit more breath at the end of while. Elliot's been a while. Okay, I like how that sits. Uh, we're just gonna keep going through the song and just find some spots if we need to. I know my sheets all too well. And the warmth that's in between. Same type of thing, and the warmth. I'm gonna turn the and the warmth, that part up a little bit. And the warmth that's in between. Taking me over to the other side. And make sure that to the is heard. Over to the other, over to the other side, over to the taking me over to the other side. Where truly feel at peace. I was just dancing. Now this is an interesting one. This is definitely a matter of taste. Sometimes. Because everything's hitting here together on the I was just, again, on the da-da-da-da, it might be kind of cool to have the vocal kind of like oddly loud here, like... I, was just I think I'm going to pull it down, but I might change my mind. I would kind of like it sometimes just a little bit oddly loud. I was just dancing, dancing underneath my eyes on the grass, the dirt and the dark. I was just... And 
I'm going to automate the backing vocals, again, by hand, not with the mouse on the fader. Uh, I'm going to use the fader on the backing vocals on this chorus. They're pretty subtle in that first chorus, just kind of... They just kind of sit there in the first chorus, but this time the whole band is moving, so I need to sort of automate these backing vocals uh, to match. So I'm going to just pull up the fader and do that. This line in the verse probably could come up too on the backing, so let me just automate these real quick. Fix this real quick. Okay, I was pretty happy with that. Uh, let's hear it back. I'm just going to take the automation that I did and just bump up the entire first two lines of that chorus a little bit. I was just dancing, dancing. The ants on dancing is bothering me a little bit. these other lead guitar lines that are happening in the chorus, I'm going to automate those as a pair uh, to kind of come up and down in that section uh, in between the gaps of the backing vocals because I want to make sure that the backing vocals are still a little bit more important priority-wise um, there in that section. So I'm going to just sort of push them up, play the gaps, play the holes in the backing vocal. Okay, so I like how that sounds. Just just poking them out a little bit in the gaps of that uh, line there. Let's also make sure that the lead line over here in the intro works also. Touching yellow 
I'm going to automate some delay or an effect of some kind on that harmonic just so that it's a little bit more interesting for that little split second. I need it to be something with a little bit more modulation. So let's try maybe this. A warm touching yellow Making shadows on my face I was just dancing there Not bad. A warm touching yellow Shadows on my face. I was just dancing, dancing. I'm also going to go through the song and automate uh, the two main guitars now. So I've got this guitar. And this one. So I've got those both up on two faders. Uh, so I'm going to automate those together and just sort of tweak them throughout the whole song. So I'm going to write my automation again and tweak both of those. Here we go. These two. have screwed something up because this is supposed to be, this guitar is supposed to be hard left and right. Elliot's been a while. Elliot's been a while. Alright, I'm going to keep automating both of those main guitars. Elliot's been a while. want to make sure that those riffs can be heard. I knew my sheets all too well And the warmth that's in between Taking me over to the other side Where I truly feel at peace I was just dancing, dancing my eyes on the grass, the dirt and the dark. And here I'm making sure that uh, you can hear the guitar on the left when it does its little riff and the guitar on the right when it does its little riff. Dancing, dancing underneath my eyes on the grass, the dirt and the dark. I was just dancing, dancing, dancing my heart. 
All right, so I'm going to make sure um, this part isn't too abrasive. I'm going to turn up the other guitar a little bit more. So I'm going to sort of bring that build up in, but then turn this other guitar down. I feel like this also fades in a little bit too quick, so I'm going to slowly, I'm going to just draw that in. That right guitar fades in a little bit more. My sheets all too well. When it comes in on the verse. In I knew my sheets all too well. And the warmth that's in between. Taking me over to the other side. Where I truly feel at peace. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm not happy with now that I hear that all in context. I kind of want that to be a little bit more abrasive. Da -ga -da -ga -da, you know, that whole. And I'm going to turn up the crash hit at the start of that chorus. And also, I'm going to automate up the overhead on that part so that the snare fill and the crash and the overhead is a little bit more obvious there. Underneath my eyes, all the grass all too well And the warmth that's in between Taking me over to the other side Where I truly feel at peace I was just dancing, dancing Underneath my eyes, all the grass The dirt and the dark I was just dancing, dancing Gonna keep going and keep automating from here on out. Okay, so this guitar starts doing these bop and then these hits. So we're gonna kind of focus on that one. The other one's a little bit more of a drone. But I'm going to add an effect on that guitar slowly as this part builds in. So it's going to slowly add a little bit more effect.
Okay, so I'm actually going to make, uh, once the bridge comes in, I'm going to automate some EQ on the second electric and make it just a little bit brighter. Um, so let's add an EQ. We're going to automate a high shelf. Once that section comes in, once that section comes in, I'm going to pull down uh, the brightness a little bit. You can hear them uh, turning on and off pedals. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and I really kind of want that to like cut to silence there. So I'm going to actually chop the guitar and just let the reverb that we have on it. There we go. So then there, I'm going to pull down the high shelf a little. sure that those high riffs on the right guitar come up when they play and then the riffs on the left guitar come up when they play again so they sort of are alternating so it's like on the right guitar and then uh, the left guitar has this that type thing so I'm going to do that now This is cutting at the right time here at the end. Okay, so now let's go back.
double check my transition into that second chorus one more time. So I'm actually going to edit the EQ a little bit and automate the EQ a little bit for that one hit because it just I want it to be present and loud, but it, it gets a little bit weird. So I'm going to set this up. Wow, that actually worked really well. <laughs> that was just kind of an estimation. I pulled down about 5 dB at 500 hertz right for those hits. And that works really well. And I'm going to add a little, I'm going to do the same kind of on the other guitar, but in reverse. So I'm going to add a little bit of top end for just that second. Okay, now I'm going to go back to edit, automating my uh, main guitar on the on the bridge hits. I'm also going to push some effect, some more reverb on that guitar for those hits. I'm just automating the reverb send on this left guitar and the level. do kind of what I did on the other guitar and make sure that that kind of drops out a little bit there like because there's effect on the actual guitar I'm going to automate it down with just a little bit of volume automation here so and then I'm going to do a little bit of a bump right at that first hit so it kind of -na 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 -na, you know it kind of does that type thing it kind of fades out a little bit and then Bah, kind of pokes for a second. Yeah, okay. So this is without. And this is with. So. Now I gotta figure out this section. It's kind of an odd section. 
I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take out all the low end on the main guitar so it's more just like high strums like There's kind of like some ringing notes in the and that kind of bothers me so I'm going to take out the low end with an EQ automated out but just for that section. So let's pull this guy up again. Okay. It's Okay, so that's not bad, but I feel like that's some, there's something that needs to be featured there. So we might pull the bass up a little bit. The drums are pretty prevalent, so we'll pull the bass up a little bit there. Let me pull my bass track up. It's been a while. I'm actually going to, so I'm going to turn down the left guitar, bring up the right guitar. And I'm going to pull down some low end on the bass for that build, but turn the bass up. So when it comes in, the next part will be when the bass, when everything comes in on that next section, the bass will feel bigger. Okay. Let's check out, uh, let's just keep going from there. I'm going to automate my main guitar again to the end section. guitars get a little bit loud at the end there and I gotta let make a little bit of room for these guys. Dancing, dancing, dancing 
And then there's also a little bit of room needing to be made for these. And when I say make room, I'm going to adjust EQ, panning, volume, anything that I can. Gotta make a little bit of room for um that little high synth that comes in also. Uh that little arpeggiated thing. We're gonna pan that to the right. Make sure our main guitar fades out a little bit sooner than that. I'm gonna I'm gonna automate the backing vocals in this last chorus again. I'm going to automate a delay on these backing vocals. So I'm going to hit that delay. I'm going to switch to touch mode so I can quickly do these little sort of stabs in the effect. So I'm going to be able to do this. Something like that. So this way I can have the delay on the backing vocals throughout the song. And then just on that word, I push the knob up uh, on my control surface and it will send more to the delay just for that word. But then it automatically jumps back to its old level as soon as I release the knob. Here we go. gonna refine some of those by hand with the mouse make sure that the the loudest of the louds are not too loud and the quietest one is not too quiet Are we 
So next I'm going to automate the drum and bass bus and just uh, find moments where those can be accentuated or um, featured and push up any fills and really focus on the bass this time. I'm going to pull the bass down a little bit up front so it hits harder when it comes in.
Okay, so there are a t- couple more drum fills that I want to hit, but the bass being automated throughout helps a lot. One thing I want to do is pull out the low end towards the end here on the bass when the deep sub comes in. I'm going to pull out the low end on the actual bass. No offense to my EDM guys, sub, like synth bass is actual bass. I, that's, not, <laughs> that's not what I meant. I'm going to take out all the low end on the Fender P bass because we don't need all that low end once the sub bass comes in. Plus, the notes that are being played are higher anyway, so we really don't need like 40, 50, 60, 70. So I'm just going to high pass it once that part comes in, uh, once the sub bass comes in. So it's here. It's still there. But once the sub bass comes in here, I'm going to take out the sub below maybe 100 or 150 uh, and just high pass it, uh, but I'm going to automate it so it'll only happen at that section. So here we go. And I did that specifically to just clean up the low end to make sure that we can still hear the kick and make sure everything's clear down there um, so that that sub bass has some more room to breathe. Because um, the sub bass is almost completely just lows. So now together, those sound like this. Yeah, so we don't really need any of that, like, sub-100 stuff going on. Um, so we did that. Let's see. Drum fills. I'm going to go back and hit some of these drum fills uh, and just kind of push them up where I feel they're needed. Sheets all too well, and 
distance in between Taking me over to the other side Where I truly feel at peace So I just went through and pushed some of the drum fills just a little bit here and there. Nothing drastic. I mean, a lot of the automation moves that I'm making are, you know, plus minus a dB, a half dB, just really subtle moves that add to the feeling and add to the flavor of the mix. Um, give it a little bit of character, give it a little bit of a ch dynamic shift here and there, draw your attention to this or that, try to keep you interested. You know, I'm pretty happy with the mix overall. Uh, I'm just going to make sure, um, now that we've sort of automated a bunch of stuff, our bass, uh, and we already automated our synth earlier, actually, and um, I want to make sure this thing is audible. It seems to be kind of falling behind now, so I'm going to automate that. And I'm going to turn down this first electric in that section as well. Please. 
there's one more thing I want to do on the vocal. I'm going to actually add this like crazy long reverb there. Uh, so let's let's make sure this comes across. Let's do this. So let's add like a long reverb. At least been a while. Maybe something like that. Okay, so let's try it in context. Maybe I'll add some delay and some reverb for that line. It's peacefully. continue automating the lead vocal throughout this section here. make sure that our high synth doesn't get too crazy in that section. It's a little strong. happy with the way everything is sounding. Uh, we've got automation, quite a bit of automation throughout the entire mix. Uh, lead vocal, backing vocal, main guitar, second guitar, lead guitar. Uh, we got crash cymbals that are automated. We've got overheads. We've got our drum bus, our bass bus. We've got our high sense. We've got our lead sense. We've got our uh, all this stuff. So I'm actually pretty happy with the way the mix is sitting now. Um, I'm going to play the mix one time through and maybe make a tiny couple tweaks here and there. But I think we are pretty much done with this mix. Now at this point, of course, uh, once we're happy with this mix, we would send it to the band and try to get some feedback. We've been working with the mix for a little while. It's, it hasn't been a a super long mix, but uh, to be fair, um, again, I've mixed this song in the past. It was about six months ago, but uh, I'm familiar with the song. I didn't have to sort of learn the song. 
I know where the hits are. I know what, you know, what needs to be accentuated and what doesn't. Um, but still, we mixed it from scratch. I wasn't using presets from the previous session, uh, just ideas. Um, I did mix it from scratch again here. So at this point, we'd send it to the band and we'd get their feedback. Hey, what do you think? What does it sound like on your systems? Is the vocal too loud? Is it too quiet? Now, usually the band will say something like, you know, uh, okay, we've got a vocal up here, vocal up there, or snare up a little bit here, or like hi-hat, you know, up a little bit here. They might add some little specific things, you know, as Mixer Man has said in various uh, situations, the easiest way is, you know, part, section, up or down. So, uh, part, hi-hat, section, first verse, up or down, up. You know, that's like a great, simple way to make tweaks, okay? Uh, guitar 2, up in the bridge. All right. Cool. Sometimes what we do in the mix is not quite what the band imagines. Maybe it's not quite, you know, we could have done all this work and the band hears it and they're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, and, uh, you know, they don't really quite see what it is we've done. And you can't look at that. Uh, you can't take that personally. You can't look at that as in, well, they're just ignorant. They don't understand or whatever. That's not the case at all. What the band is there, I mean, it is their vision. That And so you need to take that type of comment seriously. Like, now if they say things like, oh my gosh, it sounds amazing, you also need to kind of take that a little bit carefully because if they have no mix notes for you, you know, it's kind of like, wait, I know I'm not that good. <laughs> so, you know, there's usually going to be something that, that they want to tweak. And that's a good sign. You know, some people have said, if the mix makes half the room happy and half the room angry, uh, you know, then you're probably doing the right thing. Um, in truth, what I find is that generally speaking, you want a couple of things left up for grabs. You want some input from them in terms of like, well, is the vocal too loud or too quiet? I don't know. Just send it to them and see what they say. Then next time when you revisit it, you might hear it immediately and say, nope, vocal's a little too quiet. Uh, so you, it's also to give yourself a break from the mix. So you send it to them and you don't listen to it for a day or however long it takes you to get back their notes. Um, now, if you're mixing with people in the room, this is a little more difficult. It still is a good idea to check the mix on a different day, in my opinion, if it's possible. To just come in with fresh ears and just play it one time through and be like, wow, that, that lead guitar part's really loud. Sometimes that stuff pops out. Sometimes you miss stuff, especially when you're working quickly and you seem to, you know, in this mix, we kind of jumped around a little bit. I was just kind of free flowing this mix a little bit more than I usually do. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, I hear that. Oh, I hear that. Let's tweak that. Oh, yeah, let's hear that. Sometimes I'm a little more like, let's just keep on running passes from the top and hitting stuff. But you do, you know, you do go to sections and you do hit parts, but sometimes you miss stuff, you know, sometimes you miss things. I do recommend, you know, making sure you listen to the mix from start to finish quite a few times because not only will you get a better idea of what you need to do automation-wise and dynamics-wise, but you'll get a better idea of how the whole song as a whole is flowing and how, you know, if is this, is this coming in and it's awkward or when this part comes in, is it like way too big or like the guitar is just way too loud? Because contrast is just as important as balance. When you're balanced in a section, that's awesome. But if the section before it, the bass seems like way louder, it's like, well, then that other section is not going to seem full and fat because the verse had a big bass and now the chorus bass sounds tiny. Um, now, a big part of that, of course, is producing the project well and arranging the project project well, making sure that, you know, 
you save those big low notes on the bass for the end or for the for the chorus so that you're not losing all your bottom end in the chorus or you know when the vocalist goes to sing up that they're not like having a ton of intensity in in the verse and then the chorus just gets all weak and strange. That's another reason I'm a big fan of doing full takes when doing vocals. Yes, we will go back and hit spots, but at least if you have a couple of full takes, you have a pretty good idea and reference for how it should be from a whole song perspective. I've seen some people just go straight in and be like, all right, let's hit the first verse, and they hit the first verse, and they hit the first verse, and they hit the first verse, and they're like, okay, let's hit the chorus. And to me, that's a mistake. I think you at least need to hit like one take of the whole song front to back, ideally a couple. So you kind of get them in the mode of, all right, I sing it this way here, stronger in the chorus, even stronger in the bridge. I back it way down in the, you know, in the pre-chorus there. And so they kind of in their mind there, it's like muscle memory for their voice. They're getting used to. All right, I'm big here, small here, big here, small here. Then you can go and say, all right, let's hit the verse like twice. And then, okay, let's hit the first chorus. All right, let's hit the second verse. Okay, let's hit the third verse and then come back to chorus two. You know, you can do it like that, I think. Uh, So it's similar in mixing. Yes, you can jump around, but I think it's really helpful to just hear the mix start to finish, you know, a lot throughout the course of the song throughout the course of the mix. So you can really get a good idea of how everything is sounding as a whole. So let's go ahead and do that. I think as far as I'm concerned, this mix is pretty much done. I'm going to make some tiny little tweaks this time around and we will get on to mastering. Dancing 
Thanks for tuning in to part two of our Let's Mix and Master of Song with Cavern Company's Dancing in the Dark. Appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to listen. I hope that uh, it's helped you. I hope it's been informative. Please email me if you have any questions about anything that I did. Uh, Hopefully, if it's something specific, I hope I can remember um, what I did. (laughs) So I'll try it to help as much as I can. My email is recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com. Also, as I just talked about in my last episode that I released, I've set up a Patreon page, which is a really cool website that allows you to donate, to make a donation to the podcast every time I release an episode. It's a great way to support the podcast and help me turn the podcast into a more common thing. Uh, If I can justify it monetarily, then I would love to do the podcast you know, once a week if I if I had the ability. But anyway, you can read more about it. Check out patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash recording lounge. We've got a lot of people who've already signed up to help out the podcast. I really appreciate it. I will note that if you are overseas, uh, I'm in the United States, but if you're overseas, uh, it may actually be cheaper for you in some cases uh, because of VAT to... Um, use PayPal to make a monthly donation to the podcast. I had somebody email me from Germany that mentioned that the fees are sometimes high on Patreon, depending on your country. So uh, you can also check out that over at the blog, recordinglounge.blogspot.com. It won't show up, I don't think, on the actual uh, mobile version, but if you look at the web version, there's a link to donate to the podcast there. If you're interested in getting your song mixed or mastered by me, you can send me an email at recordingloungepodcast at gmail.com for special rates for podcast listeners. Um, You can check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash recordinglounge, and our YouTube, youtube.com slash recordinglounge. I've got all the domains. That's nice. If you want to sign up for our newsletter, which is a free, spam-free newsletter that comes out when we put out new podcasts and sometimes in between with tips and more tricks and things like that, you can sign up at recordingloungepodcast.com slash sign up, one word. Uh, That's S-I-G-N-U-P, one word. So next episode, we'll be mastering this song. We'll uh, bring up the song, bring up the session, check it out one last time, listen to it and see if there are any final tweaks uh, with fresh ears, you know, see if we have any other final little tweaks if we want to do before we finalize the mix and say that it's done, which is a hard enough thing to do in and of itself, and then we will master it. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this series so far. Please send me an email. uh, Let me know how you're doing. Let me know if it's helping you. Let me know what podcast ideas you have for the future. Uh, And again, I appreciate all of you guys. Thanks.